0: Welcome to the Physiostoic Project, a podcast where we explore the intersection of stoicism and physical therapy, clinical practice, professional growth, and personal well-being. Here are your hosts, Dr. Andrew Rothschild and Dr. Jason Bodu. Jason, how you doing? Andrew, what's going on? Ah, not much. Uh, getting ready here for uh, episode three. This is going to be a fun one, I think. It is. So tonight's topic is going to be sort of so, stoicism uh, and social media. And uh, both of us are, are fairly active on social media. Um, have have been for a handful of years, and we know what uh, type of place it it can be on the on the positive side, but also. Uh, on the negative side, and you you put some some thought into how people can apply some of these principles to make it a, a better experience. Yes, yeah, social media is uh, it's uh, an amazing place to
1: meet people, to get new ideas um, and learn uh, from people you would never meet in real life. Um, unfortunately, you also get to meet a ton of other people you wouldn't want to meet in real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that can create a little bit of havoc um, because yeah, it's a message board open to the world where everybody can connect with you uh, and um, speak their minds, speak their opinions. Um, and it, uh, it can be challenging sometimes. I'm sure okay. you've experienced similar situations.
0: Uh, I've I've had a few unfortunate uh, altercations on social media. Um, some of my own, some of my own fault in terms of loss of, of uh, composure and uh, letting my emotions get the best of me for sure. And that was one thing uh, that was a catalyst actually for me kind of looking into uh, stoicism for my own kind of personal growth. Um, but I, I'm going to reinforce what you said is that, I mean, I have found that my learning and education has really been Uh, grown exponentially, I think, over the past four or five years because of social media, because of access to research, because of access to individuals. Like you said, people you would never meet or you'd have to pay a lot of money to go to a conference to and and maybe grab four minutes with when you can have a little bit of a conversation on social media. And even just to kind of sit almost like a fly on the wall sometimes uh, for people's conversations and throwing out ideas and and challenging our own beliefs and I should say you and I, that's how we connected was through social media. So there's certainly a lot of positives that are on there. Uh, it seems like lately, especially the negatives are certainly grabbing the headlines. And I know a lot of um, other of our colleagues on social media have withdrawn quite a lot um, because of a lot of the negativity out there. It can be very challenging. Sometimes the comments are a little sharp, uh, sometimes a little
1: too sharp. Uh for people to handle or uh, know how to respond to uh, in a way that, like you mentioned earlier, in a way that doesn't stir your emotions and cause you to say things you would regret. Um, and, and the Stoics have, uh, have some good ideas in terms of how to uh, help us uh, communicate better and handle these um, potentially insults uh, or insulting comments uh, on social media, social media, email, um, any form of communication really it applies to, um, but in, in, in this current conversation, we're uh, specifically targeting just social media. Um, one of the quotes that uh, I came across was by uh, Epictetus um, in terms of how to start thinking about uh, insults and, and um what it means to be insulted. Uh, He said, uh, remember that what is insulting is not the person who abuses you or hits you, but the judgment about them that they are insulting. Um, And so this kind of highlights um, that just because somebody is saying something to you or writing something uh, to you, um, although they may mean it in a negative tone, you have the choice to take it in that negative tone uh, or to respond to it differently, whatever that different may be. Um, And also there's another quote I came across. uh, When you're offended at any man's fault, turn to yourself and study your own failures. So we have, uh, we have most likely acted out of, uh, anger or extreme passions when we're on social media going through intense conversations um, especially on twitter and facebook um, and so when you take a step back and realize that hey um, i was that guy before um, and you know that it didn't really help you become a better person to go through all that of a wave of highs and lows and tirade of emotions um, so you need to take a step back we need to take a step back and realize that, Hey, this is just uh part of the conversation. This is just part of what uh, social media is about. Um, but there are ways to address it. There are ways to respond to it that don't have to involve reciprocating with the same amount of anger or um, same amount of snarkiness necessarily.
0: Absolutely. And, and it's one of those things that, you know, it's, it's like with, with text messages and email where, it's sometimes very hard or I should say often very hard to truly interpret the tone of uh, the text or the email. And in in this case, a response on social media. So it it may be our own interpretation kind of like you highlighted on uh, one of the first quotes that are we interpreting a response as being negative because we're expecting a negative response or, you know, why are we necessarily, sometimes it helps to examine the response that we're having to someone's question. Maybe it's truly a question. They're not necessarily questioning uh, what, what, what we had said, what we had, what we had, um, you know, written on a post. Maybe they truly have a question because they just don't know. And we can, it can very easily be mistaken and we can kind of snap back at that person because we didn't realize that. So we have to sometimes question, our own sort of thoughts about, you know, how, how, what, what, what is our emotional attachment with whatever we have just written there um, and why would we be responding in this, such, in this such sort of emotional way? And is that really necessary? Definitely. Um, and again,
1: uh, the theme of uh, control, you can control your responses. You can't necessarily control uh, the other person's response or how other people respond to you right. um, and then uh, there was an interesting YouTube video I came across not too long ago um, it was of uh, Bill Irvine speaking at uh, StoicCon 2016 and it was about uh, becoming an insult pacifist really entertaining kind of interesting uh, uh, YouTube video so I I encourage you to check it out um and he came up with three ways he drew from stoic literature and came up with three ways of uh, looking at how we respond how is this how is this stoic supposed to respond to um insults and uh the three i think even though he's drawn it from stoic literature he's definitely added his spin on to it and um And I'll add a little bit onto that as well. So let's say somebody insults you on Twitter um, or Facebook, both of which are ripe uh, environments for insults. Um, What do you do? Most of the time, we want to retaliate, defend ourselves, protect our views. Um, Sometimes maybe it's warranted. Maybe sometimes it's not. Either way, it may not be fruitful. So you have options. So Bill Arvan came up with three. The first one is to simply ignore them. So by not giving them a reason to respond a second time, you may possibly uh, stop this uh, insulting conversation before it becomes something more. Um, And sometimes that works, which is great. Uh, The other option is to maybe, in a snarky way, just say thank you and move on. That way you've acknowledged that you've heard them uh, or you've acknowledged that uh, to them that you've heard them. And um, maybe that'll be enough. Maybe they may take it the wrong way um, and think you are insulting them back. So one way to remedy that would be to say, thank you. This is something I may have to learn more about. And you could call it good there. Uh, most people feel really good when they feel like they have taught you something. And so that, that could possibly and that conversation also. Now let's say that doesn't work. Let's say it it, it, keeps, it keeps worsening. The spiral keeps getting deeper and tighter, and um, it eventually ends in a statement something like, "You're either dumb or you're just blind, and you don't understand what's going on." So. If you want to get a little bit more creative with your stoic response, one of the things you could do is use a little self-deprecation. So why should you be dumb or blind to the information that's out there? Why can't you be dumb and blind to the information that's out there? Why can't you be dumb, blind to the information, and incredibly boring to talk to? Why can't you be all of these um, and in that way, you've jumped ahead in the conversation and just um, left basically no room for this person to, self, to deprecate you more because you've done it to yourself. Um, all these responses are choices that are available to you uh, where you can control the situation a bit um, and perhaps save yourself some mental, emotional anguish by letting conversations such as these go on for too long. Um, things that are not in your control again are how this person is going to respond to you, how somebody else is going to respond to that conversation. Um, but there are certain things in your control and you might as well use these three tactics um, to stem the tide
0: early. Yeah, those are, Those are all really good points. And I've, I've kind of over the last year or so really kind of gone with the the first approach for my own my own um my own strategy is just really just ignoring I found has been some of just the easiest way and and like you said we 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 have a choice of how we're going to respond, and we also have a choice of how we can think that the person that is is responding to us not to necessarily assume that they're, they're coming at it from a negative or an ignorant perspective, that, that they're actually probably coming at it from maybe a curious um, and non-judgmental way to a certain degree. So we can have that choice that we can make, that we can change sort of our perspective on the assumption of tone of someone else's response. And maybe even think about it in the sense of, what would, what would this be like if I was actually having a conversation with this person face to face? How, how would I be approaching it differently versus online where we can, it can be a lot more impersonal and we can do, you have people have, you know, will flex those internet muscles from time to time. So I I think those are, that's another good strategy that people can use. Sometimes I've found has been helpful for me um, in terms of trying to sort of uh, alter my approach in, in some situations. Um, but in general, yes, it's like you know, there, there are a lot of people on social media and most of them who are pretty active on a regular basis are, are well-intentioned. And I think, are, especially in in physical therapy, are really interested in helping um, push the profession into a good way, trying to help bring other people along, trying to make people aware of different uh, changes and evolutions in the profession. Um, and, and And there are certainly still some who go about it, maybe in the not-so- not not as helpful a way as they probably could be, and and turn people off because of that. But again, we can't control like you highlighted how how other people respond. We can only control how how we respond and the attitude and strategies that we use uh, in that in that arena. Hundred percent. There are
1: a couple other themes that can come into this. Um, one is the concept of uh, sympathy, which is where you have these concentric circles, these growing circles of potential influence. Um, And one would be, you know, you at home, you at work is a second circle, your neighborhood maybe is a circle, um, city, state, what have you. Social media is a very vague circle that possibly covers all of this. Um, And we should know, like you said, that we're all human beings. We're all trying to get to someplace and many of us are um, searching just, uh, just like everybody else online, searching for something meaningful, searching for some way to connect with each other. Um, and so keeping this view of, um, view that like everybody is trying to do something positive. Their route may not match your route, which could make it a little tricky uh, and can spark some interesting conversations. Um, but in general, everybody is aiming for something beneficial, worthwhile to them, to give them meaning. So you're hundred percent right. That is something we definitely have to keep in mind.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 it's certainly tough in, in, in social media. Um, And I think, but that's, you know, that has been such a strong force, I think, in a lot of uh, general social avenues as we've seen politically and we've seen, you know, not, not just within our own profession and the influence it can have on a lot of uh, social discourse, how it can affect the media, how it can affect uh, the perception of uh, events going on in our community, in, in our country. Uh, so it's, it's not always a reflection of reality because when we look at the number of people who are actually in social media, especially in our own profession, it's actually a relatively small number compared to the number of like, active physical therapists. So it, it doesn't always the, the mood and the tone on there doesn't always reflect uh, the overall majority um, opinion and attitude sometimes. So it's, it's easy to get discouraged by things that we see on there. But that the encouraging thing of that is that it doesn't necessarily reflect the majority of, of uh, people, other people's opinions.
1: Yes, uh, social media is definitely an opportunity, an opportunity to connect with people, learn more. Um, And the unsaid opportunity of social media is to connect with people offline or off social media. Uh, And so if you're getting into an engaging conversation, um, it is very worthwhile to pull out of social media, get on a phone or uh, meet, meet up somewhere and just chat. Um, odds are you will get a lot more out of it. And both of you or all of you will probably learn from each other.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's an off, uh, authors of a, a, one of the best books I've read in the past couple of years, uh, Peak Performance, um, Brad Stulberg, um, and, oh, great, I'm going to forget, uh, Steve Magnuson, um, who's the track coach at University of Houston. They collaborated on this book, and they just had another book that came out but they met originally through social media, and just like you said, they kind of connected gradually, and then uh, got together sort of offline, and then had this very common kind of bond and perspective, and then that led to a, a great professional collaboration that many other people are now benefiting from. So that's just a one one small example of, of a highlight uh, from from social media collaboration and and how the relationships that can form there can be really beneficial and, and, and life-changing in some ways. 100%. And it's
1: a situation where multiple people can benefit. Um, potentially everybody
0: could benefit from. So it would raise the tide of all boats. Yes. I just remember the name of Steve Magnus, not Magnuson, so my apologies. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jason, do you have any, uh, any last, last uh, thoughts on this topic?
1: Um, well, social media is an amazing place. You'll meet amazing people. And have amazing insights, uh, learn things that you thought you would never need, but could potentially impact you uh, deeply. Um, So take your time, appreciate where people are in their lives, and try to connect with people offline to get the most out of it.
0: Absolutely, and sometimes a social media break every now and then is a healthy thing. But I think overall there tends to be more more positives than negatives if uh, if we're taking an honest uh, step back, and you mentioned something that we need to put on our radar now is Stoicon. Hello.
1: Yes. <laughs> I believe this year's was somewhere in Athens, um, but I've never been to one. I uh, just keep Maybe hearing either. about it and watching the uh, YouTube videos, which I think are really interesting. Well, we'll put that
0: on our future gold bucket list. All right.
1: <laughs> yes. So
0: Jason, where, where can people connect with you? Speaking of social uh, media.
1: Yes, you can find me on Twitter. My handle is at 37 cycles uh, It's at 37
0: L E S. And I am also on Twitter at a Rothschild, P T R O T H S C H I L D. And on uh, Instagram spear underscore physio. All right, Jason, thanks so much. And we'll, we'll talk soon. Excellent. Look forward to it. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Physiostopic Project. You can find us on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and more. Please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. That way more people can find our podcast and maybe even help attract high-profile interviews.